Welcome to Midweek Live, a podcast by North Point Community Church that's designed to help you get to know the people around you so we can do better and be better together. Well, hey everyone, welcome to Midweek Live. So glad that you're joining us today, middle of the week, middle of the day. It's Wednesday. The Wednesday before Thanksgiving. Yes, it's tomorrow. Anyway, so... um. Ben, this is our last, like, we've done, like, four weeks together. Four weeks in a row. It's been a lot of fun. It has been fun. Yeah. We're friends just, after all this. Just just as soon as I was getting used to hanging out with you, Kim. <laughs> I know, right. You're going you're gonna to cut gonna me cut out. You're going to cancel done. me. <laughs> I always feel like I made up for all the time that I didn't have you come before uh, this, right? Well, it's been a privilege. Four weeks. <laughs> um, well, guys, this last week was such a great message. Really a lot about friendship. And um, there are some things that I took away from it. That I would just love to unpack a little bit more. Um, Looking forward to it. It's it was um, so. What I put is this message is all about friendship and how we are designed to do life together. Call upon the name of the Lord together. Honor one another in the Lord. Really, that's what you hear a lot. As as Kevin was giving the message, um, and as we kind of dig in a little bit, right out of the gate, I love the Psalm, the Psalm one thirty three that he talks about. He says, um, "How wonderful and pleasant it is when brothers." close friends live together in harmony. Yes. And it was like after the last couple years of what I have felt like, and maybe you would disagree or agree, there's been a lot of, uh, what's the opposite of harmony? Um, Disunity. <laughs> dis- yeah, yeah, dis- discontent. Yeah, a lot, of, um, a lot of separation. Yeah. Right? And so I guess, you know. Well, even, unin- a- even unintentional separation. Oh, that's a good point. Yeah. Yes. Of, I can't be, I can't come over to your house or. Uh, we can't get mm. dinner. Yeah. Uh, in other words, yeah. um, because of COVID, we couldn't do those totally. things. Right. So those were like unintentional. I hadn't even considered it. Right. Until exactly. This moment. Right. Yeah. yeah. Interesting. But I guess, and and I'm and I'm not saying you know the answer to this, but the like proverbial question or whatever is like, why can't we seem to live in harmony? Like, yeah. why can't we seem like what is the issue with human beings that we just, I mean, biblically even speaking, there's a lot of. Um, arguing and fighting all throughout humanity. Yeah. Why do we see that? Yeah. Well, uh, there's two things that come to mind immediately. The first one popped into my head as soon as you started to ask the question, which mm-hmm. is we're sinful people. Hmm. We sin against one another. We, we hurt each other. We, uh, hmm. And, you know, you see this in friendship. A lot of times you see this with um, th- sins like gossip uh, hmm. or half, uh, half telling the truth. Uh, or um, or not showing up to hmm. uh, something that you agreed to show up to. Hmm. You know, you like show up to get, to go to a movie with your with your friend, and mm-hmm. and they don't show up, and like then you're like, do I go to the movie by myself hey, yeah. or do I go home? And, yeah. and those things uh, create disunity. Hmm. Uh, but you know, there's an example in Acts where Paul is talking with one of the guys he's he's been discipling, and uh, they have a disagreement about what ministry should look like. Mm-hmm. And they actually part ways. Mm-hmm. And I think one of the other reasons that that there's this, it's not even disunity, it's just a different direction. Mm-hmm. And so sometimes sometimes God leads us different places. You know, it's the mm-hmm. it's the difference between uh, me not living in the same city with my uh, my oldest friend, best man Dan. Mm-hmm. You know, okay. he's the best man in my wedding. And, uh, and our friendship looks different. It's not as consistent. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not as deep mm-hmm. uh, at, in this season of our life because... Right. Um, because God has moved his family uh, to a different place right. um, and uh, we're in different cities, different right. states. Right. And so uh, so that happens too. And, mm-hmm. and uh, that's a challenging thing because the friendships that you depend on, uh, oftentimes uh, um, God, God uh, sort of 
moves you off of them. Mm -hmm. And then what do you do? Yeah. I feel like we're more accepting of this. I think of like the times when that is evident, you know, any recent graduate from high school would say yeah. like, yeah, that's, that's the, that's the time you experience it the, the yeah. most. Right? I don't want to lose my friends. Yeah. 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 I mean, cause the, the touch point, yeah, yeah. The touch point that you had with them, which was every day going to school, going mm -hmm. to class, having lunch together or whatever is gone. Yeah. And so you notice that the most, I feel like those first couple of years right out of high school, and I'm assuming the same thing probably happens in college, right? The, the, the first couple months away from the common thing that you're doing. Um, and it's kind of hard, but as an adult, it almost seems like we're shocked when those moments happen because, mm. because I feel like those are a little bit more woven into expectation. Right. Whereas at, when it happens to us as an adult, we are immediately, we tend to be offended by it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. No, totally. Well, you, you can't see it coming a lot of mm. the times, you know, you lose your job and you have to look for another one Yeah. or, uh, uh, you have a health, a health issue and you have to move. Yeah. Uh, you know, that happens actually not infrequently here where people can't deal with the air quality, they right. have a lung oh, issue, yeah. and, mm -hmm. and they have to move. Or yeah. uh, uh, these days you have the, the political the political mm. reasons for leaving. For changing. You know, mm -hmm. and yeah. uh, so people have left California. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, um, and uh, you know, where people were content a mm -hmm. year ago, now they're, they're discontent. Not happy. Yeah. And discontent mm. is something that moves people and pushes people away from mm. one another. Mm. If you're unhappy, it's hard to sit, sit in a relationship mm. and stick in a relationship, especially a friendship, because a friendship is one of those relationships where, uh, you, you, uh, it is just your choice. There's mm. no, there's no contract. Mm. Uh, there's no, there's no, uh, blood or right. family tie. Right. As opposed to like a marriage or what, right. And, yeah. and, and of course family is blood. Yeah. I mean, you're going to, you're going to see each other most likely or interact with each other at some other point in time, but a friendship is a decision. Yeah. It's a decision that you make. And, uh, and you know, um, uh, it's, uh, it's something that nobody will fault you for Hmm. walking away from except maybe hmm. the friend you're leaving hmm. and so it's it's uh, a lot of times it's more guilt-free hmm. uh than uh than other hmm. other relationships because you have a duty to your family hmm. uh you have um a duty to your spouse hmm. mm -hmm. your kids yeah. um and even even um even uh, co-workers in, yeah. in a way yeah uh, that you don't have with friends and yeah. so that's one of the cool things about friendship though is it's an opportunity to um to really love someone um as a decision, hmm. uh, just wholeheartedly, yeah, and uh, which yeah. is which is cool. That's the upside, I guess. Yeah, you know that um, I love that we're we're talking about this because in my mind, I'm thinking, you know, like. Um, I'll just be honest. My world's a little bit small. You might, you might, you might make the same statement. I don't know, but my world's a little bit small in that, like. Um, the same place that I work is also the same place that I that I worship, right? A lot of my interactions with events and things that I do, especially now that both boys are like not in high school, not doing like right. outside extracurricular activities. You're not going to soccer games. Right, I'm not going. Yeah, yeah I'm not yeah, going yeah. to you know uh, you know wrestling matches and football games and stuff as much anymore. But um, so I guess I'm I'm kind of looking at like the the, the church family and really. That's what Kevin talks about. In fact, this next section is Acts. And I, I, I love that he pulled this one, by the way, because there's so many great opportunities for us, I believe, as a church to really, like, lean in. I mean, and Acts is called Acts because it really is, like, the, the beginning of the church, right? It's really when um, their actions are actually being put into place, right? right? Yeah, right? it's the beginning of the church. Yeah. Roots, roots are going deep. Right. Yeah. yeah. And so it's, it's saying, so in the Acts that he, it's uh, Acts 2, verse uh, 42 through 47, all the believers devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to fellowship and to sharing in meals. Um, 
and to prayer. And it says a deep sense of awe came over them all. And the apostles performed many miracles, signs, and wonders, and all the believers met together in one place. It sounds a lot like sounds a lot like what we do on Sundays. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we all yeah. meet in one place. They shared everything they had, right? And and so yeah, it kind of makes you wonder, like, yeah, everything they had. Well, they goes further. They sold their property, their possessions, they shared their money with those in need. They worshiped together at a temple, but each day, each day. They met in homes for the Lord's Supper. They shared their meals with great joy and generosity and all the while praising God and enjoying the goodwill of all the people. Yes. And I'm like, oh, gosh, we are missing it. Am I, am I right? I hear, I hear all of that, and I just go, oh, my goodness. Am I doing that? Am I sharing, you know, all those things? Am I sharing my money that's giving, right? Yeah. Um, am I worshiping together with the people that I do life with, right? Um, are we meeting in those intimate places? It specifically says in homes. That feels intimate, right? You yeah. go to somebody's home. Yeah, you've yeah, got, yeah. like, a really good idea. of You had shared, you know, uh, your small group coming to your home. Yeah, And, yeah, and yeah. that was, like, a little bit of a mess. And, you know, they kind of see Always. you a little bit <laughs> looking like, you know, I don't have it all together, right? Yeah. Um, they share meals, right? So that means somebody's preparing and sacrificing back then, you know, animals and things for each other for yeah. a whole feast of people coming over. Like they're little, they literally have blood on their hands, right? Yeah. Like uh, yeah. kind of wild. And it's like all while praising God and enjoying the goodwill of all people. I, I hear like nothing but like community and joy and harmony. And the, the thing is, is there that beginning that a deep sense of awe came over them all. Ben, the only times I really feel like I have those extreme moments like that where I feel like completely overwhelmed by the spirit or like in unity with the people around me is definitely, I would say more so in like a concert situation, to be honest, more of a concert situation. Yeah. I don't know that I feel that on Sundays. Uh-huh. Is that a me problem? Is that like a, are, are we not get, I, I don't know. I feel like there's something different that happens sometimes when we're called like, hey, get, yeah. like, let's, we're here all giving like a part of ourselves. We're committing a part of ourselves to this time together. Um, and there's sacrifice within that, right? We're giving of our money, but we're also giving of our time. Right. But there's also like a giving of my heart and my soul and my like all the issues, all the things, right? Like setting it aside to like be in the presence of the Lord with like the people to my left and to my right, yeah. right in front of me, behind me. That's like the church, right? Yeah. And we should be feeling that, right? That'd be awesome, right? Do do am I like the only one? Am I like? Well, welcome. Let me put on my therapist hat for a second. Well, can no, you have a problem? No, no. But am I like the only it's one? It's not just you. Yeah. Uh, well, you know, and uh, part of it is we. Uh, that's our culture. Mm. You know, the suburban mm. life. Uh, mm. You you open your garage door, drive out, drive yeah. in, close yeah. your garage door. Yeah. That's the stereotype. Yeah. Uh, and, um, and you know, one of the things about Sunday, you, you mentioned you feel it more at a concert than I on do. a Sunday. Yeah. And, uh, and I think, you know, you, you, can, you can see why people struggle to uh, feel that closeness and connectedness. You can physically see it mm. uh, by how we choose to interact with each other mm. on a Sunday. Okay. Um, so, so, for example, uh, we, we at North Point, we love to put a buffer seat or two. In between us and like <laughs> the next couple, yes, and like like how I, it's so rare to see people like uh, choose to sit directly next to a person in a row, and yeah. you know maybe it's they don't want to make the person feel awkward. Right? Yeah. No, I'm thinking. Uh, I'm maybe they would like. Oh, okay. Maybe they just don't. They just aren't ready to interact. <laughs> but but that intentionality and that determination to say this is this is a person though I don't know their name hmm. is a part of the family of God or 
doesn't know Jesus, and I'd like them to be a part of the family of God. Mm-hmm. And uh, and so you can you can physically see you can physically see it just in where people choose to sit. Mm. Uh, you know, we we've done less of this during COVID, but the sort of like shake your neighbor's hand, fist bump them, yeah. give them a, a greeting. Yeah, uh, you can see you can see how uncomfortable people are to face huh. up to people they don't know. Yeah, and uh, and I think so. I think that one of the reasons that we struggle is. Uh, um, you know, I, I don't know. We, we've decided that church isn't about connecting with people. Mm. Uh, it's about, you know, fixing a problem mm. or, uh, you know, learning a principle, mm. uh, or it sounds really like me. It's about me learning, consuming something, right? me, me growing, growing as a person, and, yeah. which it is all of those things. Yeah. Uh, yeah. you know, it's the, they devoted themselves to the um, the disciples teaching and right. reading of the word. Right. And, uh, so those things are valuable, but, but sometimes we stop there, but the list that you just read is pretty long. Where it's yeah. like, let's share meals. Like, let's, yeah. let's talk, let's hang out. Yeah. Let's be, let's be real and authentic. And yeah. Let's pray for one another. Yeah. And, uh, and so there's something, there's something about, there's something about Sunday, uh, in our brains that says I'm here to, to receive, not to give. Mm-hmm. And, uh, uh, and it's probably not that explicit. Maybe right. it's more a subconscious thing. Oh, for sure. You get you get in these patterns. Yeah, for sure. Especially, so. I feel like if we've if we've if we've grown up doing it, um, that it's kind of like a check. You know, we say this we say this often, but it feels like it can feel like a checklist. Like it, you're checking it off your thing. Like I, I I did I put in my time on Sunday. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Oh, totally. Totally. It's easy to find find ourselves there. Yeah. So. Yeah. Those those things just stood out to me, and then his first feeling was that Jesus modeled relational interdependence, and I'm 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 a weirdo, you guys, and I was like interdependence, interdependence. So that means depending on others, right? So I actually wanted to look up the definition yeah. of it, and it says yes, um, dependence of two or more people or things on each other. So 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 it's immediate. His thing is saying interdependence. So it's not just me coming consuming, receiving, but it's also me giving. And if that if I'm doing that and that person's doing that, then we begin to have like community and relation. Yeah. Right. Yeah. There's an exchange. Right. Well, I mean, it's like, uh, you think about it in terms of a conversation mm-hmm. and if we're sitting here at midweek live yeah. and you're talking and you're not, and I'm just like, yeah, I'd be or, like, Ben, this is probably phone. our last time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> like there's, there's no, there's no relationship. Hmm. There's no, there's no sharing. There's hmm. no back and forth. And hmm. it sort of becomes one dimensional and not meaningful. Hmm. Uh, and so, so what, uh, um, what I think Kevin is pointing at is something that's really powerful is that, uh, you, you don't just, uh, have a relationship or mm-hmm. a back and forth with yeah. words. Yeah. Uh, you do it with actions. Hmm. So if I tell you that I have a need and you meet it, the, the back and forth is I'm speaking to a need and you're meeting it. Mm. Uh, or, um, man, if, uh, if, uh, I say, Hey, I think we need to pray about this. Mm. And then, and then everybody prays, mm. uh, then, then there's sort of a, a dynamicness and a mm. meaningfulness and a relational, mm. uh, a, a relational, um, sort of gift mm. that we're given yeah. where it's like, ah, I'm, I'm not the only one that cares about this. And I hear it in your prayers, you know? Mm. Uh, I hear that this matters to you because it matters to me mm-hmm. and it matters to God. Yeah. And, uh, and that's in cool. those moments, we actually realize that we're not doing this whole thing by ourselves. Because totally. I think it can feel, I think so much of our life can be lived, it has the op- large option to live, be lived alone. Yes. Right? Yes. Like you just said, like you can just open your garage door, pull out, like go to work. You could choose maybe to not to interact yeah. with, you know, a Keep ton the of world people. Small. Right, exactly. Yeah. Because it's just too complicated or you've been hurt in the past. Totally. Or, 
whatever those things that keep you from like stepping into it. And then I love he goes into the story of Daniel. Side note, and I just and it really was a side note when he shared this, but um, I'm probably gonna say the names wrong, so you can just tell me one. I'm gonna but, make fun but, of you. <laughs> Iron sharpens iron. Just kidding. Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah. Uh Uh-huh. Okay. So he says these three. Yeah. And I love that he's like, you might know them by, you know, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Mm -hmm. But what I love is he goes as far as to actually tell us, like, um, the names I just said, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, are actually their Babylonian names. Yeah. They're not their original names. They're not their actual Hebrew names. And yet, like, this whole story is based off of them and their... um, not real names. Yeah. I don't know why that stood out to me as like, that is a really great reminder that we have even like adopted their names to be this, even though that's not what God called them. These are the definitions. Yeah. Yeah. That the The Lord, yeah, Yeah. the labels. Yeah. We've, we've actually taken on their label from the Babylonians and that's not like their biblical name. Right. Which is really interesting. Yeah. Like, oh, maybe we should start rephrasing that. Yeah. Maybe we should. It's, it's a motion Maybe. right now. Yeah. We're going to do it. Yeah. <laughs> from now on. From now on. The other names are easier to pronounce, though. So. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. They actually are. But what I love is that Daniel is really intentional with his friends. Mm-hmm. And this stood out to me um, because I think of, like, I'll be honest, like, friend history, you know, it's like, man, you, you, you what I really notice when it comes to sharing life with friends is that it can oftentimes become a complaint fest, mm-hmm. right? It can easily become this place of I'm, you know, all the things I'm disappointed about or upset about or frustrated about. And that's the thing I'm sharing because that's the feeling I'm having. Meaning when you're with your friends, yeah, you're all I'm, complaining about yeah, Or that things. I've seen that in other people, gotcha. right? Or that I've seen that like um, When people gather pattern. with their friends. Yeah, that when you gather with people, with yeah. other people, friends, that we tend to want to just list all the things that we're just frustrated like. Vent. And, yeah, vent. Exactly. Get it off our chest. Yeah. 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 And yeah. then, of course, what you're looking for, right, a good a good friend would be someone that's like, yeah, they're wrong for that. Like, that's not right. You've been wronged. And Support you like, me by agreeing right. with me. Right? <laughs> right. And we get in this, like, yeah. when, when somebody doesn't necessarily agree with that, when somebody actually maybe speaks some truth in love, I'm uh-huh. going to keep saying in love, right? This is not about, like, you're wrong. I'm right. Yeah. That's not speaking truth and love, just yeah. so we're clear. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're not just uh, criticizing someone. Right, or judging or what, right. Yeah. But that you're like, hey, have you thought about, I mean, findings, have you thought about like maybe just saying like you for, like, have you thought about forgiving them for that? Yeah. And, you know, I imagine it probably would be cr- pretty quiet after that moment, yep. you know, because what? It's a lot harder to forgive somebody. Yeah. And you have to think about it. Right. Have I forgiven them? Right. Do well, I want to forgive probably, them? Do I want to forgive yeah. them? But they really uh, what would hurt it look me. like? Yeah. yeah. But that Do really they deserve hurt. it? Yeah, mm-hmm. totally. So right. I'm not meaning to No, no, no. You. This is true. No, that's it. That's exactly where I wanted to go. He doesn't go with any of those things. Yeah. He, like, comes intentionally to them and asks for prayer. And it's like, okay, how often do we do that with our friends? Mm-hmm. Like, how often do we just go, hey, I'm struggling with some stuff. And as a friend, I just need you to pray for me, like, that I can, that I can find that forgiveness that I can choose that forgiveness, not because they've done something that makes me want to forgive them because that's not the purpose of forgiveness, yeah. but because I know it's hurting me yeah, and it's hurting our relationship and it's causing divide. And if we read off the top, right? Harmony is what we're looking for mm-hmm. that like I would find a way through 
Yeah. To say I forgive and find a way forward and all of those things. Totally. I feel like those are the sticky parts of like friendship, right? Because we, we get into this comfort of like complain, get people that back you up in your complaints. And like that, those are all your good friends. Yeah. Those are all your sisters or brothers that are behind you in like rough times. Yeah. And the Lord and the Bible says like, like confess your sins to each other and pray for each other so that you can be healed. It doesn't yeah. say confess their sins. Right. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't say like confess the sins of the person that hurt you yeah. and then pray for each other. It yeah. says confess your own. So that means like looking at your own part to play right. in it and then ask your friends to be praying for you. Yeah. It's good. Yeah. Any thoughts you, on any of that? You, you Have got you... my brain, my brain turning. I'm trying to think of what, uh, where to start. Uh, but you know, I, the first thing that I guess the first thing that I would say, you know, you talk about how how often do we do that with our friends? Like, are, do we do our our friendships sort of comfortable spaces where we vent mm-hmm. and have people agree with us, mm-hmm. or are they spaces where uh, we're actually being sharpened? Like the mm-hmm. the scripture that Kevin shared, you know, yeah. iron sharpens iron. Yeah. Uh, uh, and that's what a brother does for a brother. Hundred percent. And uh, are are our friendships that, or are they a spot where we we get comfortable and sort of passive in our lives? Mm-hmm. And and, uh, and I and I wonder, um, you know, this is to that that question of progress over perfection. But um, but I wonder if um, if uh, we we as people don't treat very many of our or we don't wa- step into very many of our relationships at all uh, in faith. Uh, you know, and I don't mm. just mean friendships, but in our family, in mm. our family uh, relationships, mm. in our work relationships, mm. uh, and in our friendships to say, uh, well, I know that uh, without faith, it's impossible to please God. So am I, am I engaging this person with faith or am I just engaging this person in the way that I think mm. I need to engage them, which is mm. I need, I need to vent mm. versus, well, God tells me, God tells me that when when I'm stuck in a situation that I should uh, have have my brothers and sisters in Christ carry my burdens with mm-hmm. me and pray for me. Mm-hmm. So it's like, so which one's the which one's the faith action? Mm-hmm. And and so you asked the question, like, how often do I do this with my friends? And I'm thinking to myself, well, how often do I do this with my family? Like, am mm-hmm. I doing this with my mm-hmm. with my sister, mm-hmm. my brother-in-law, mm-hmm. my parents? Mm-hmm. Uh, how often am I stepping into those relational moments with faith mm-hmm. and allowing God to sort of uh, knit us together even even more and grow more love and compassion and mm. and purpose in mm-hmm. in our relationships and um, that would be cool you know yeah because I feel like those are a gimme we just said a moment ago right that's not the, the friendships are a decision you make but like the the family one that's like blood you just they they're like a gimme yeah like they're a relationship you're always going to have and it's, you can autopilot them 100%. even easier yeah, yeah because it's like oh yeah no like I just assume you know that I'm sorry for that yeah yeah because yeah, yeah, we're totally. family yeah yeah you know. Yeah. Blood, blood runs thicker than water, or something like that. I don't know. You nailed it. Like, yeah. Was that it? <laughs> I think. I think so. <laughs> I get yeah. sayings wrong all the time, so that's okay. <laughs> well, I, uh, so he goes on and talks about um, Peter and John, and he talks about like them praying, and really, you know, we see in Acts that like these um, the leaders, the religious leaders of their time. So these are people. Correct me if I'm wrong, but Ben. These are people that really know their scripture, like they they. Yes, they, they really know. They the devoted themselves to the scripture yeah. and prayer. Right, is what it says in Acts. Yeah, and yeah. so and so Peter and John are are defined as ordinary men with no special training in scripture, right? So, like, I think of all the times I see, you know, social media posts where it's like somebody is giving some biblical, like, you know, like I I know what I'm talking about. Let me correct you through scripture. 
And in the end, it wasn't the knowledge that wins here. It was it was faith, like their faith in the Lord to, um, well, get them released, right? Um, their faith um, through prayer that helped to create an environment where basically they're in this conversation. These these religious leaders are in a conversation saying like, well, I mean, they have a bunch of followers. We're going to end up with a riot. Like, this could go really bad. <laughs> yeah. Right? And it's against what they wanted to do, which is, I'm sure, kill them right then and there, right? But instead, Peter and John make their way back to their own community, and they worship. And they worship to the point, like, the place that they're in, like, shakes. Like, it's like the building is just in a rumble. And it's like, wow, that is, like, not just faith. That's, like, exuberant joy Yeah. over you, what Jesus has done. You see subwoofers? Yeah. <laughs> they are They are biblical. <laughs> Gotta get there the you building go. It's right there. I'm just kidding. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. But I, what I love. They had that much joy. They had that much yeah. joy. And it's like, man, when, when the Lord comes through on his word, like, number one, how absolutely filled with the Holy Spirit are we? You know, how absolutely exuberant with joy are we? Number, number two, like, it's not the head knowledge that was the most important thing here. It was the faith. Mm-hmm. Right, that they had for the Lord to like step into the gap and do what they could not yeah. do. Yeah, 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 totally. Which is uh, a really good example of why why some so many times we feel like our friendships are deficient mm. uh, and our lives are deficient uh, as as Christians, and, and it has to do with that question of faith. Because mm. uh, it's not that they didn't have knowledge; like, right. they, yeah, they, they knew did. things. Right? Yeah, exactly. But faith is is taking the step after knowing something new. You know, faith is, uh, you know, to say it simply, it's receiving something from the Lord mm. uh, and doing something with it. Mm. You know, it's like, oh, God, God, God tells me that uh, that when um, when I forgive, mm. uh, I'm a healthier person mm. and I'm going to I'm going to trust him and believe him enough to actually forgive somebody. Mm. Or or God tells me that uh, that when uh, when I pray in impossible situations that mm. he's at work. So I'm going to pray and watch, you know? So it's mm. like, it's taking, faith is taking, actually taking a step right. uh, to um, to do something with what God has revealed to you through the scriptures, through prayer, right. uh, through a sermon, yeah. uh, through a small group conversation yeah. and say, I'm pretty sure that that's the Lord yeah. speaking in my life and I'm going to do something with it. Mm. And when you do something with it, you begin to experience God working in your life mm. in a way that brings you uh, brings you joy. Mm. We talked about that last week, right? Where it's like, yeah, uh, it's not so much that we're we're choosing joy as much as we're choosing to look to the Lord mm. and uh, and as we watch Him work and mm. as we watch Him show up in mm. painful things, mm. uh, we see uh, we see that He's faithful and that mm. gives us tons of tons of joy. Yeah, and uh, I love how you said faith is like the step beyond all of the knowledge. I think that's how you, something like yeah, what you said, basically. Step, yeah. Because yeah. It, because at some point you have to just be like, oh, I can't prove this point any further. Like I just have to have faith beyond this, beyond this point. Yes. Right. And it's like, you know, how often does God actually give us opportunities for that? I feel like almost every day we can find that, that tension point. Like yeah. every day I feel like we can find that place of like, nope, my Here. knowledge has ended at that moment. And and it's totally. faith. It's now faith that I need to like. Yeah. Well, it's and it's uh, it's believing that um, that God's going to do what He says He's going to do, mm. uh, and uh, and you know enough to take a step. Uh, mm. You know, you may not know everything, but um, and here's the cool thing: is uh, it's not like one moment a day. Like mm. it's like we shouldn't just be looking for like 
Mm-hmm. What's the one thing that God is telling me to do today? Mm-hmm. Like the the Bible, the Bible describes faith as like an every moment thing. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, what if what if every conversation was had in faith? Mm-hmm. So, for example, you're like, well, God didn't tell me anything about conversations uh, today. Like, He didn't tell me anything about this meeting that I have to have with my boss. Right. Uh, well, like, what does the scripture say about about the Lord? He says that the Holy Spirit lives in you. Uh, mm. That uh, the Holy Spirit convicts you of sin and mm. and uh, righteousness. In other mm. words, what you shouldn't do and what you should mm-hmm. do. Mm-hmm. So, uh, so you should believe in your conversation with your boss that God is in the room. Mm-hmm. Uh, and am I right? Inviting him in, like, those, it, it's not like you're constantly talking in a conversation, right? You could be praying, yeah, right. I mean, you should be actively listening as yeah. well, but like yeah. praying that the Lord is in this conversation, the Lord yeah. is in this place. No, I think I think it's even I think it's a little bit different than that. Okay, because uh, I you know I think that. Uh, that inviting God into a conversation, you know, it's not, it's not bad. Right. But I, I think that, uh, that faith is believing that God is in the conversation. Like he just No is. matter what. Uh-huh. And, and faith is acknowledging it, you know? So, so mm-hmm. it's not, it's different than like, God, would you come and show up mm-hmm. in this conversation? And, mm-hmm. and it's more like, God, I know you're here. He is, here. is there anything that you would have me mm-hmm. do or say? Mm-hmm. And, and if you hear me start to go the wrong direction, would you stop me? Would you correct that? Uh, mm. And and there's there's a different level of expectation in that conversation oh, then yeah. where it's like maybe God will show up, which is all, mm. oftentimes how we feel mm-hmm. in mm-hmm. situations where like, oh, I hope mm-hmm. he shows up. Mm-hmm. Uh, and by what measure would we say that he did or didn't, by the way? Yeah, because right? we don't know what he's trying to accomplish. Right. And uh, and we uh, um, we don't walk by sight, right? We walk by faith. faith. So it's like believing yeah. that God is at work yeah. is different than hoping that God is at work. Hmm. And uh, and so, like, what would it look like in our friendships, right? If we went into like that, like uh, that movie night or that trivia night hmm. or uh, yeah. or that coffee where we're going to mm-hmm. talk about our lives. If we we're mm-hmm. like, yeah, I know God's here, and like, mm-hmm. I'm going to just pay attention to mm-hmm. to what uh, what comes to mind and believe that He has something in mind. Yeah, like uh, you know, one of the things I think keeps us from having friendships that we really enjoy hmm. is. Uh, a lot of times we allow insecurity to rule the conversation with friends. We're like, what are they going to think of me? Mm-hmm. What are they going to say if I tell them this? Mm-hmm. Uh, what um, will, will they still want to hang out with me? Mm. Or, or, Hey, will they, will they, will they accept my invitation if I reach out and mm. then we never reach out? Yeah. Uh, which is like, it's so sad. Cause like there's, that's a fear driven mm-hmm. friendship, but what would it look like to have a, a friendship that was driven by faith where it's, Man, uh, God has put this person in my life for a reason. Mm. Uh, that uh, that even if this person is struggling, um, they're they're worthy mm. of friendship. Yeah, they're worth hanging out with. And yeah. how would that change, like how we reach out to people and, yeah. and what we share with people? Yeah. And I think we'd have uh, uh, f- way faster friendships. Yeah. You shared with me, and you worded it different, but you're saying it right now. And that was like you you like this was a mindset change for you. Like you were like, I've got nothing to lose. Like the like. The Holy Spirit goes before me like I've got yeah. I've got nothing that I should fear yeah. in that. And it's taken away this like, yeah, it's taken away the fear of intimacy or asking things or praying for someone or doing something that might seem kind of weird, right? You, you were like, I'm okay with it. Not going to kill anybody. Yeah. <laughs> and I just, I, I loved that. And I was like, man, I really need to spend, because, you know, the perfectionist in me, everyone's like, like I said, you know, evaluate what we're thinking you know, we're evaluating even after a conversation. I shouldn't have said that. Yeah, I can't yeah. believe I said that. I'm going to put my foot in my mouth, you know, whatever. Totally. And it's like, but if we believe that the Holy Spirit is going before us, if we believe that the Holy Spirit is a part 
of my life, of our life, of our conversation, that he is already here. Not that I've asked him to be here, hope he's going to show up, but stuff yeah. but like he is here. Yeah. And he is doing mighty things with it. Yeah. It releases this selfish, Pressure. yeah, Pressure's the pressure off. of like, I, I, I have to get it right. Yeah. Or I have to say it right or do it right. If I say it wrong, then their life's over. Yeah. Their yeah. salvation <laughs> is just, it'll yeah. never happen for them because I didn't word something yeah. correct. And it's like, man, we really need to like sit back and evaluate how much we believe about ourselves and mm -hmm. what we're capable of doing. And we're capable of doing it through the work of the Lord, right? But like, it's not, it doesn't rise and fall on my shoulders, yeah. right? Totally. Well, and here's the cool thing too, is if you live that way, then you expect God to use you, mm. whether you do it right or not, like whether you're sinful or righteous, mm. that you believe that God is going to redeem your sinfulness mm. or he's going to use your righteousness as a positive example. Wow. Uh, and uh, which is totally totally freeing. Mm. And that thought you just mentioned, you know, you mentioned that I've said something similar before and yeah. it was in our conversation yeah. about justification yeah. that, uh, not only we're we forgiven, but we're given all the credit and all the righteousness of Jesus. Yeah. So God looks at us and he sees, uh, sees us saying the right thing. Like Jesus would say it or sees mm. us, um, forgiving, uh, fully like Jesus forgives mm. us. And, and, uh, and there's, there's a ton of, a ton of freedom in that, in, mm. in how we interact with our friends, because we're not a, we're not the savior. Uh, we're not, um, uh, we're not beyond God's help. Uh, and, uh, and so it's, uh, yeah, it's incredibly freeing Yeah. and you put it in a different context and it's a, yeah. a game changer. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, this is all so good. I'm, I'm actually like, man, this series progress, not perfection, I think it's just been so helpful. I know for me personally, I let us know if you think it's been helpful for you too. I assume it has been because, I think we've all got our things, right? And this could be just one of those places that hitch us up and um, keep us from growing, moving forward, having faith, right? Um, and so let us know just your thoughts on the series. Um, there was a great question in the back that just how, how can your outward expression of harmony with others reflect your inward harmony of purpose? And I thought that was a really cool, a cool question to like kind of ask ourselves and evaluate in our, in our own hearts. We should crochet that on something. <laughs> That's a good... Consider it it's, done. It's symmetrical. <laughs> it's very nicely written question. It's very, very nicely written. Um, yeah, let us know your thoughts. Let us know if this has been helpful. Share it with somebody that you think it would be helpful. Maybe it'll start a conversation. Maybe there is... Um, I love that we brought up family. Maybe there is just some some harmony that needs to be spoken into some family relationships that over time we've just kind of allowed to let simmer and sit under under the surface. Yes. Yeah. And uh, maybe Thanksgiving's the time to bring it up. I don't know. Pray about it. I'm, I'm not saying it. You never know. No, do it. Nobody. <laughs> the Bible tells us to. See, Betsy, there's the apprehensiveness. To deal, to deal with uh, Woo! disunity. There you go. To address ben it. Ben says, go for it. In love. In love. <laughs> don't forget the love, guys. That's so important. Well, share, like, subscribe to us. Um, we are excited to be kicking off a new series about Christmas. Christmas. Christ's birth. It's yes. pretty important. It is so important. Yeah. And so encouraging. And so encouraging. Hopefully we'll hear again from Ben um, in the next couple weeks. Sweet. And <laughs> he's going to find out more about that in a moment. Can't wait. <laughs> Thanks, guys, for joining us today. And we will see you, um, I don't know, throughout the week. Yep. Yeah. See ya. Make it a good one. Bye. Thanks for joining us this week for Midweek Live. Be sure to subscribe to our weekly podcast and follow us on social media at NPCC Fresno. Thank you.